Yes, the piece that's building that relationship, you know, no matter whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're in the workforce or whatever it is, you know, it really for the the key to success and all of that is the relationships that you build, whether it's with your coworkers or whether it's with your clients and your brand is that authentic piece of who you are. And it's built on all those different interactions, whether it's phone calls, whether it's the emails that you send, whether it's the coworker interactions, whether it's the conversations you have at lunch or in the hall, all of those things. It's not just your social media presence and it's not just your website and those kind of things, but it's really about encompassing all those different pieces and characteristics, you know, putting them in there, shaking them up and, and rolling them out and seeing what comes out and it being that authentic version of you that reflects what you want people to know about you, why they should, why they should trust you, why they should value you, why they should work with you. And, you know, we all, we, you know, the old saying is that you have to know, like, and trust somebody before you're willing to do business with them. And your brand is what helps you accomplish that. Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach Levy. Joined with me today is, as always, our other co-host, Andy McDowell. Andy, good to see you this morning. Good to see you as well. And also, we have a special guest on with us this morning, Shelly Phillips. Shelly, good morning, and thanks for joining us. Hi, absolutely glad to be here today. So I'm going to pass it over to Andy so we can learn a little bit about Shelly just before we dig in. Yeah, so... Shelly's in the same city we live in. She's just on the other side. So we're, we're sort of waving at you from, from afar this morning. But Shelly's expertise lies in uh, personal brand and, if you will, the expression of that personal brand so that it benefits you in your job and life and career. And it's one of Zach and I's favorite topics. So we're lo- really looking forward to the dialogue today or this morning with Shelly. But let me read, read her bio so you can get a little idea on her background um, and experience in this area. So her bio reads as follows. Shelly Phillips is a sweet tea sipping sassy southerner with a passion for helping dynamic driven career-minded professionals write their own success stories. She's a coach, corporate trainer, and motivational speaker, as well as the author of two award-winning books, When in Doubt, Delete It, and Get Noticed, Get Hired. Shelly's successfully ever after formula is designed to land you in an ideal career Perfectly matched to your skill set, it feels more like get to than got to. For over 20 years, she has used her first-rate public relations communication skills to help 
Countless people create an authentic personal brand design to get them noticed and hired. She also leads corporate trainings about creating a company culture that encourages employee support, growth, and community. Shelly is on a mission to help others tune in to what makes them great, package it properly, and use their existing skill set to find a path to their highest potential. Sounds a lot like what we do, Zach, <laughs> or at least as an end goal, right? I think we come at it from a different angle, but different angle of attack, a little different angle of attack. It's all, all about helping people find a life full of joy, happiness, and success in their life. And uh, there's different ways to attack it or even different seasons or journeys or parts of the journey right. to that. So we all could use help and support in that, in that effort. But Shelly, why don't we start with just a basic question? just to sort of set the stage for the rest of the conversation. So in your eyes, what what is the definition of a personal brand? What is it for somebody? So super simple to me, a personal brand is what somebody thinks about you when you're not in the room to, to, to talk to them. It's, you know, like what comes to mind if, you know, if you say your name, just like if you were to say Apple or Nike, you know, it's either going to be tech or it's going to be athletics. But so if you said, Shelly, what's going to come to mind when, when I'm not there to tell you what it is that you need to think? How people feel about you, your reputation. Any, any kind of opinions that were developed from their experience with you, whether it's on the phone or in person or in group meetings or anything of that nature, they've had an interaction or multiple interactions with you, what they, what they're saying about you in their head, so to speak, when they, when they walk away. Yes, the piece that's building that relationship, you know, no matter whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're in the workforce or whatever it is, you know, it, Really, for the the key to success in all of that is the relationships that you build, whether it's with your coworkers or whether it's with your clients. And your brand is that authentic piece of who you are. And it's built on all those different interactions, whether it's phone calls, whether it's the emails that you send, whether it's the coworker interactions, whether it's the conversations you have at lunch or in the hall all of those things, it's not just your social media presence and it's not just your website and those kind of things, but it's really about encompassing all those different pieces and characteristics, you know, putting them in there, shaking them up and and rolling them out and seeing what comes out and it being that authentic version of you that reflects what you want people to know about you, why they should, why they should trust you, why they should value you, why they should work with you. And, you know, we all, we, you know, the old saying is that you have to know, like, and trust somebody before you're willing to do business with them. And your brand is what helps you accomplish that. So, Michelle, I feel like a lot of people, the first thing that comes to mind before they dig deeper, they hear brand, they think of just a logo, Right. But, you know, really kind of to connect that it's when, like you said, when you hear that, but when you see the logo, what, what does it make you feel? Right. Right. It really is all about a feeling, you know, evoking that emotion, evoking whether it's trust, especially in the business situation, or, you know, even if you're, you're wanting to be hired somebody, what is it that you're portraying? How are you putting your skills across there so that somebody says, I want to take a chance on you and what you're doing? Yeah, and you have to imagine in the business world, you take a company like Nike, you can line up a thousand people and say, tell me what you think of the Nike brand. And everybody's going to have their own different words and opinions because it's it's really about their own personal experience or or what they've heard from others that they try in terms of formulating an opinion or, or brand image, if you will, for the company. 
Yeah, the business, you know, a, a brand really does carry that identity with you. And, and to me, a personal brand is integral into that business brand, uh, especially if you're an entrepreneur, because you want your face to be what's thought of when somebody thinks of your company and what you're doing. You are the passion behind it. You're the fuel that keeps it going. And, you know, it's just like if you think about Apple or Amazon or Facebook, you almost immediately think of the people that created those when you're thinking about it. Once you get past the, you know, tech or whatever it is, the product, the, you know, the iWatch or the, you know, iPhone or whatever else, you automatically think about the people that formed it. And their values and their beliefs and their strengths and their skills become a piece of the fabric of that business itself. And so, you know, when you have a strong personal brand, not only can it impact you personally, it can have a strong impact on your business as well. So, and on that note, I mean, Andy, Andy and I have talked about in the past, you know, mission statements and how impactful or how detrimental they can actually be if they're nothing but empty words on a piece of paper, which as an entrepreneur, business owner, or an employee, your mission statement is, you know, your personal brand is going to be supposed to be built into that. Say supposed to be, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Shelly, in today's world, how, how much more important is the authenticity of somebody's personal brand with social media visibility and everything? I mean, with, with what we see that's right in front of our face all the time. It's even more important today than it, you know, than it was, say, 10 years ago. And especially if you look at some of the generational marketing material and things like that, your 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 younger generations, your your Gen Z, your millennials, all of those, they value that authenticity almost more than they value the product themselves. Mm-hmm. They're willing to take a chance on people that 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 exhibit or exude the same values and beliefs that they have that might not be as profitable or as well-known as say an Apple or something like that. They'll take a chance on the startup because of the information that they have found about the people that are behind it. What is their value? What is their mission? What is it that they stand for outside of the company itself? You know, what is their philanthropic goals? You know, so if they can resonate with that, it, it, it totally does give them a boost as far as how people will respond to them and whether they'll actually purchase their products or not. You know, it was really interesting. You were talking about mission statement and that kind of thing. When I do the um, corporate training that I do, a lot about that I do is about engaging employees in the workforce. And by doing that, we want to make them see the value that they have in that organization. And we also want them to be able to see themselves as a part of the success in that organization. And you do that by being able to tie value to that mission statement. Um, One of the groups that I led not too long ago, I always ask the question, if you could do something and you weren't relied on a paycheck to make it happen, what would you do? And probably two-thirds of the room said they wanted to do something that either helped others, helped children in need, helped animals in crisis, you know, all of this other kind of stuff. And so if you can show your employees how their drive to help in this case, ties into your mission as an organization, they're already going to feel more engaged and more satisfied at the work they're doing. And, you know, that goes from top to bottom inside the organization, whether it's a uh, customer service rep that's answering the phone, you know, if you're helping someone be able to work through a problem that they have, you're still touching that same 
feeling inside, whether it's helping take care of a child in need or I'm helping someone work through a problem on the phone, you're tying into that same emotion, which ties into that engagement, which makes your organization that much stronger. And that also goes into that personal branding piece. If you're the leaders of that organization and you are able to tap into that, and you're able to help your employees build strong brands and learn how to you know, tap into what matters to them and how they can actively do that on their daily job, then you're going to be so much more successful all the way around. Yeah, trying to, trying to figure out how we could broadcast that every day. <laughs> what you right. just said in the last eight to 10 sentences. That was gold. It was tweetable, as they say, you know, perspective <laughs> that it, it just... It needs to be ingrained in people every single day because I think the world's struggling with that right now. So if if I'm a person, employee, and I've decided for myself that developing a certain personal brand is important to me, is it a process where you sort of reverse engineer it? Do you, do you sit down and say, okay... When somebody walks away from me and interactions with me, these are the feelings or the values that I want them to have in their head when they walk away and then sort of reverse engineer from that to say, okay, what kinds of interactions, what kinds of behaviors do I need to have in order for them to feel that way when they walk away? Or what what is that what does that process look like in your, in your eyes? Yeah, you know, so before you even start that, I, you know, when I, when I work with clients and stuff like that, I tell them to pick five people and they don't need to come from all the same walks of life. So let a couple of them be from your work life, let a couple of them be from your personal life, let some of them be really close acquaintances and others be kind of maybe farther out, you know, the chain just a little bit. And, you know, ask them initially, what is it that you think of me? What, what do you think I'm good at? What do, you know, what is it that I do? What do you think I'm good at? What do you think I would be good at? You know, what skills do I have? And see if you're getting those similar responses across all areas and how you're showing up to different people. So once you get that baseline kind of going, then you can start asking yourself the questions of what kind of perception or impression is it that I want people to have of me? And, you, you know, you can have multiple perceptions. You know, when people think of me as a business owner, I, you know, I want them to think of, you know, the programs that I have and, and, and the things that I'm passionate about. And, but I also want my personal side of that to come in there. I want people to know that I'm empathetic and that I'm caring and that I, you know, that I struggle with them sometimes. And, you know, that goes back to that authentic piece of being a real person. But so what is it that you want the impression of you to be in the different areas of your life? And then what is it that drives you and what fuels you? Because our energy is what's really important about us. You know, like if you could pick any kind of profession to have, but if you don't have the drive for it and you don't have the passion behind it, you're going to burn out on it and it's going to be something you just show up at and that's going to affect your brand because it's going to affect how you relate to people and how they relate to you. They're going to know that this is not really something that you care about. This is something I'm just getting a check for. I'm going to show up day in and day out and I'm just going to go home and go on. And then, you know, the other thing is like, especially if you're a business owner, what do you want people to see when they search for you online? I mean, you think about it almost, you know, I don't think there's a week that goes by that I don't Google somebody. 
whether I met them at a conference or I met them, you know, in passing or I read something that they did. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, you Google them and you want to, what's the first things you want to come up? And then finally, you know, we want to talk about our expertise and our skills, because that's really is what's important. And when we start building that out, especially for our careers, whether we're business owners or we're in the workplace, y'all, I'm sorry. Let's try that again. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I said, I've had a real bout with it for the last couple of weeks and I thought I was on the upside of it, but it's going to get that little tickle going. But, you know, the other piece of that is the, you know, what is your expertise and skill? Because that's the part that you're going to want to focus on, especially like we were talking about earlier, when you're building out your business, building out what it is about you. We're going to see how much water one person has to have, be able to talk again. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, it's, it's taking the expertise and the skills that you have and learning how to position those so that those are what comes up when people Google you or when they're on your LinkedIn profile or whether that you're at a chamber event and you're interacting with them and networking with them. No matter what it is, you know, those are the, the first four things that I think you should really kind of go through and look at. So from the perception that you want to create to what drives and what fuels you, your passion that you have, how you want to show up in searches and online, and then what are the skills and expertises that you want to be known for? If you'll kind of go through those four little steps, then that's a good baseline for starting to build your brand and starting to be able to put together the pieces of something that you want to start crafting and formulating with intent. So why, why is a personal brand important to somebody? I mean, we uh, there's two angles I can think of that you can come at with that question, right? So if I'm an employee in a company, uh, obviously there's some focus in intention and concern about the, the brand of the company so to speak. But what about the personal brand of all the employees inside the company and how does that how does that reflect on the company and how does that reflect on the culture and innards if you will the company. That's one angle. The other angle is somebody that's trying to come into a company. So it's it's really twofold like you mentioned, you know, employees are a reflection of their work environment. And, you know, they actually become the living, breathing, walking personification of your brand. So internally, having a strong personal brand and working with your employees on learning how to craft that brand, you know, learning, you know, professional development, career development skills, learning how to showcase those effectively, you know, you're going to help them internally be recognized as your rising stars and the leaders inside your organizations, which is going to help them professionally, you know, be able to move up the ladder, so to speak. It's going to help supervisor, supervisors notice who who's the next promotable one. Who do we need to be investing in? Who do I need to make sure that we're challenging and that we're keeping them engaged? You know, what what are the skills that we really want to highlight and focus? And we want our other employees to emulate and see that these people are getting good results for what they're doing. On the flip side, your employees are also brand advocates for you externally. They're going to have a huge impact on your brand. I think the number is over 50% employees share about their employers on social media. Your your goal is for that to be positive sharing that's happening. You know, we all know that the, the rule is that you shouldn't go on there and blast whatever, but we all know what happens. And so for you to be able to use those interactions positively, your employees 
posting about how that you have engaged with them, how you're investing in their, their growth as an employee, their skill development, how you have fun activities that brings teams together and bonds. Those are going to help you in recruiting and bringing the people to you that you actually want to be in your workforce. If you have great people working for you and you're developing those skills, they probably have friends that are just like them. And we all know that we believe what our friends post over something that a business post. So, and I think, you know, 90% of people trust recommendations from people that they know, not from the brands themselves. So if you have your employees that are out there posting and talking about what a great organization it is, or they sent me to this awesome training opportunity, or we had this great chance to work as a team and really develop our skills and our strengths, then other people are going to want to come there too. So it's a win-win on both fronts. You're going to de- you're going to find and see who the people are that you really need to de- devote your time and effort to in growing them. You also see who your thought leaders are inside your organization. You're going to see who other people are turning to to look for as the people that they're going to follow and and do. And then you're also going to see other people attracted to your organization that are going to emulate the same skills that you're wanting because they're part of this network of the other people that you have that are posting about you externally. So how, how does personal brand affect the culture of a company? It, it, It can be positive or it can be negative. You, you all know, you've been in the workforce long enough, you've had that one person that's inside the organization that nobody wants to work with, that somebody is always complaining, that everybody talks about about in the break room, and then the minute they walk in the door, everybody scatters and goes the other way, that, mm-hmm. that, that negative Nancy or whatever you want to call them in that workplace. So, you know, that's a brand in itself. And... The thing is, as as supervisors and as leaders inside an organization, we need to be aware of those because what happens is, is if we're not trying to either work on that and improve the situation and we're letting it stay and we're letting it fester, what happens is other people see I can show up and I can have a crappy attitude. Nothing's going to happen to me. And I'm going to continue to get the same 3% raise that everybody else gets. And what it does is it destroys your productivity. It destroys your team. It destroys the, the culture that you're trying to build. Now, on the flip side, if you have somebody that everybody loves working with, and they're not being invested in and they're not being challenged and people are not hearing about it and they're not talking about it and they leave for another opportunity, that has a ripple effect on your organization mm-hmm. as well too. So both positive and negative can have a ripple inside the organization and it's up to you as the leaders to understand how that works. And you can you can do some things to can cultivate that culture and set your employees up for success. You know, you can really highlight the people that are doing things well, you know, tag them in your own posts that you're putting out there as that team leader. Talk about how great it is that, you know, someone's excelling in what they're doing, or they had great accomplishments, you know, share positives about employee activities that are happening so that you're all developing that sense of purpose and being, and that they see themselves as vital to that future of the organization that we were talking about. And then it's not so much focused on the one that's not doing anything and carrying their weight. And sooner or later, either through, you know, your HR policies or whatever that you have, or either the fact that, you know, other people are leaving them behind, 
they're going to go their own way and, and you're going to see, you know, a positive boost from that also. But if you haven't been focusing on the positive and showing people how they can really cultivate that culture inside the organization in a positive way, then you're losing out there too, because those people are going to find people who are investing in them and who are championing them and they'll find that opportunity. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big thing for me leading our people. It's, you know, a, a goal to make everybody feel special. That's, that's actually contributing to the, to the brand at, you know, edifying the brand, if that makes sense. And, you know, it's in the old corporate culture, it was always, you get recognized for what you do wrong. And if you're doing your job right, it's all right. You never get talked to. And, you know, Andy, and I've talked about this before as well, but the great resignation was probably a lot due to the fact that the management brand of that company was the old 90s style, just chopping block almost. And we've seen a huge shift in, like you said, recognizing people for doing the right things and praising the right behaviors and letting them know, hey, here's what you accomplished and here's what it contributed to. Because people do want to be something part of something much larger than themselves, not just a cog in the machine. Absolutely. Right? And then I, those behind say, oh, I need to catch up or I need to, you know, find another path, like you said. I think, you know, we were talking about building that culture. And one thing that you do when you're building that culture is that you give people a chance to try new things and new skills. And they and they can do it in a way that's safe where they don't have to fear the reprisal of if I try it and it doesn't work out, then I don't have to worry about losing my job. I tried something and you know, at least I tried it. You know, I didn't just stay the same. Um, but the real interesting thing happens too. I do a lot of studying on corporate culture, of course, because of what I do. And I love WD 40. I don't know if y'all have looked at WD 40 before or not, but they have a thing called learning moments. And this goes back to creating that culture and, and allowing people to learn their brands and grow their brands. They have things called learning moments. And what it is, it's neither positive nor it's negative. So if something bad happens, they share in their meetings, I had a learning moment. This is what went wrong. This is what I learned from it. And this is how we cannot let that happen again. And then on the flip side, if it went well, I had a learning moment. This is what turned out great. This is why I think it happened. And here's the skills and things that we need to repeat to -hmm. keep success moving forward. And both of those are done in the same environment of of let's learn and let's grow from it. Let's not let's not have this fear of I tried it and it didn't work and I'm going to lose my job. Let's say we tried it. We learn because we all know that part of growth is failure. If you're not failing at something, you're not growing and you're not changing and you're not developing. And so if you can bring that kind of culture inside an organization where people can try new things, they can try new skills, and they know that their supervisors are going to encourage them and either help them dissect positively or negatively and still move forward from that, then, I mean, that's great branding, both for that supervisor and that leadership team, talking about authenticity, talking about being there, being a champion for your employees, but also for that employee, you just think about, I can go back and I can share with all my friends about, hey, they took the time to invest in me and here's what I learned and how I'm helping to grow and how they're challenging me. All these things are such positives that come from these kind of interactions and experiences. 
Yeah, I mean, it's so many things I could say on that subject, but but it it really really boils down to the the impact of leadership and influence. So obviously, when you're in a role as as a leader and you have a team and you've got other teams that are interacting with your team, and so they're seeing you quite a bit in your with your leadership style, the words that you're saying, or what you're modeling and behavior in front of everybody has, has a huge impact. And so why would you not, this is, this is what I struggle with. Why would you not want to be present, be mindful to think about constantly what your personal brand is? Because it's only going to help you in the long run with engagement with your employees, getting the results that you're looking for business-wise out of your team, the contribution of your team to the bigger corporation, setting yourself up possibly for promotion in the future, or at least consideration for promotion at the very least, so forth and so on. It's just, uh, to me, it's just a huge topic. And I just feel like it's undervalued and overlooked. Yeah, and a lot goes back to um, what Zach said earlier. You know, you're talking about that, uh, the way people were brought up into an industry. You know, like, you know, they learned from their supervisors. This is how we interact. This is how we do evaluations. And if you haven't grown and you haven't had somebody challenging you, you're going to stay in that same mindset the whole way through. And I think that's how we see this, you know, this great resignation that you're talking about or the, you know, the reorganization of places and that kind of thing right now, because there, there are a lot of people that are stuck in the past and they haven't really moved forward and don't really realize the value that some of these things can have. And if you look at the country as a whole or the, you know, the world as a whole, trust is at an all-time low right now. Mm-hmm. Whether that's trust in businesses or trust in people, trust in media, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to lump in there, trust is at an all-time low. And by working on our branding and and showing up authentically, you're building that trust. And I think that's what people crave now is that they want to know who people are. They want to know what they stand for. And they want to know that if I'm going to put my trust in this person to lead me through, whether that's, you know, a business venture or whether it's an employee, you know, supervisor relationship or whether it's just a friend relationship, you know, I want to be able to believe the good about this person. I want to be able to believe what I'm seeing is who they are. And so it's even more important today, I think, than what it might have been even 10 years ago, that we really do focus on our personal brand and that we really are very intentional about growing and cultivating them. So let's go down the road of expression of a personal brand outside of behaviors. So in terms of social media, resumes, marketing materials, any anything that's more in a written, non-behavioral way, what, what would be some tips for folks that are concerned about and want to be cognizant and work on, on their personal brand? So the first thing I always tell everybody, especially like with resume, is you know, take some time and create your own branding statement. This is kind of like the summary area that would be on your LinkedIn. You can kind of co-interchangeable with these two, which your, your, your summary area on your LinkedIn is going to be a longer form, but you want to, you know, almost like your elevator pitch, 
what is it that makes you unique? What is your, you know, your, your cup of your, your special sauce that you bring to something? And you want to kind of focus on that. The thing that I think people are afraid of in the, in, in the business world is personality. And I think that is something that really needs to shine through in what we do. You know, just like in my bio that you read, you know, a sweet tea sipping sassy Southern. I was just I mean, looking at that. You have you get who I am, you know, like you can you can almost see me on the front porch with my sweet tea sitting there having a conversation with somebody super animated. I talk with my hands, you know, all this kind of stuff. You get the impression of who I am because I'm not afraid to show a little personality in the words. And when you have something flat like a document or an online, you know, piece of your LinkedIn, you've got to be able to express yourself in a way that you're going to stand out and show a little bit of who you are. And so that's the first piece of advice that I have is don't be afraid of a little personality. You know, you really do want to show who you are and you want to stand out from all these other people that are going to either vying for the same position or for the same opportunities that you are. And, you know, the next thing I say is be really intentional about it. You know, you know, make sure that what you're posting on LinkedIn is, rep, you know, the pictures that you're using, the articles that you're resharing, the stuff that you're posting or, you know, originally for yourself. Let it really show who you are and what matters to you. You know, don't be afraid to comment on something in your own voice. And, you know, the, the thing with a personal brand is that it's not for everybody. It's only for the people that you want to attract towards you. Just like a, you know, an ad brand or, you know, a campaign, it, you know, if you, if you advertise to the masses, it's never going to work. You have to target it. Yeah, so you want to find your, find your tribe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what you're building in the same space with your personal brand. You're wanting to show what's unique and authentic about you and, and really create that strong identity and carry it across from your LinkedIn to your Instagram to your, you know, whatever profile that you want now. I mean, there's umpteen dozens to choose from. And, you know, you know, I tell people, be really intentional about the ones that are public, you know, especially if you're, you know, like if you're using it for career, especially, or, you know, like you're growing a business, you know, your LinkedIn, whatever. I had a client one time and I used the example that, and Zach, you can appreciate this because you're a fitness guy. Like if you're a, if you're a, if you're a trainer and everything on your LinkedIn talks about your certifications that you've got and why people should work for you, the success that they're having, you got videos of you being motivational and pumping up people and, you know, Maybe you've been through competitions and you're showing the awards that I've done or you're having an interaction with a client. And then I flip over to your Instagram and all I see are milkshakes and Hershey bars and, you know, you laid out on a couch with your, you know, in your sloppy sweats and the two brands don't match. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you, you really have to be careful that what you're putting out there is what you want people to see and resonate with you. Now, we all have our moments, you know, you're not, you're not going to be 100% every day of the week. And, and that goes back to that authenticity that I think that we were talking about earlier. You can have an off day. And I think that even in more so can endear people to you. 
they get to see the behind the scenes kind of thing of what's happening, especially if you're building a business or growing your career or, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you've had a crappy day with product development or funding hadn't worked out for you or, and you can give a little behind the scenes of what you've went through, what you feel as a human being, it makes you that much trust, more trustworthy with your people because they've seen you go through the struggle and they've seen you come through on the other side and they're going to root for you and they're going to want you to succeed. It's human nature. You know, we, we, we want to root for the underdog sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we want to see good things happen to people that we like. And, and when you can, you know, you can really be intentional about what you're doing, you know, it's, it's, it's so impactful and and it can have such great results for you. And, you know, especially in the business world, the stronger your personal brand is, the stronger your business brand is going to be too, because people are going to relate the two together. And when they see you growing as a person and they growing in your business and that you're developing yourself, they know these things are translating into your business as well. So that would be my piece of advice is be very intentional, not to be afraid to show some of the warts along the way too, and to show a little personality in what you do, whether that's in written form, in your communications with people, or whether that's in your online presences and your your websites, or even in your interactions with each other. Yeah. So basically you don't have to be, you know, Superman or Superwoman. It's be human, the vulnerability. I mean, I had to learn that the hard way in, in the business world. People love vulnerability. They don't like perfect because they can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, like, you know, like we, we talk about all the filters on the photos on Instagram. Like, you know, I mean, like the world isn't filtered. I'm sorry. You know, like right. you get what you get on a daily basis. And, and you know, why some of those pictures are beautiful and all that kind of stuff. You know, I look in the mirror every day and I go, huh, well, I need a filter today. You know, like this is not working mm-hmm. for me. The hair is kind of doing what it wants to do. The outfit's kind of like, yeah, you know, and so, but we can't live in a filtered world and, and people really do relate to that authenticity more than they relate to the perfect. Right. And so, Shelly, what would you say? So, you know, talking about the social media presence, things like that. So specifically like with somebody's LinkedIn, when they're, when they're really wanting to, you know, take a couple major pieces and display that personal brand, what are the most important pieces for somebody's LinkedIn specifically? So start with a photo. You know, you, you really want your photo to be intentional. You want it to look professional. You want it to, you know, it doesn't need to be cut out of something someplace else. You know, it does, you know, it, it really needs to reflect who you are in the business world in that sense. Go get a good headshot, you know, and, and invest in that, you know, have somebody that you trust, take it for you, you know, get your best look go for it. Then don't forget about, you know, the other images that you have on that page. LinkedIn gives you so many opportunities now. You can post videos, you can do all kinds of things, and you can highlight them and pin them to your pages, just like you can on other platforms. So if you're making presentations and you're doing, you know, all these good things in work, or maybe you just have videos of yourself giving motivational talks or things that matter to you, pin some of those important ones up there. If you blog, pin some of your blogs there so that they're the first things that people see about you. Make sure that you're really good content because you want to draw them in and you want them to continue seeing more. From there, you want to work on your headline. It's just like a newspaper, just like any kind of article. The headline is what draws you in. You know, I I warn people, don't say looking for work. You know, I mean, first thing people go is unemployed. 
you know, and, and if you, if, if, you know, you may already have a job that's great and you're looking for another opportunity, but the first thing that somebody reads in their head is that, oh, nobody would hire them. They're looking for work right now. So you want to highlight what you bring to the table, the skills that you have and, and what makes you stand out and then spend time on your summary. That's the biggest piece of that. I call it your, you know, your gold real estate right there is like really spend time developing that content that goes in there. And then don't forget, like in, you know, some, some smaller pieces is your, you know, your experience and education and things like that. Make sure your experience area isn't reading like a job description. Actually go through some accomplishments that you have there. What did you do with the position that you had at XYZ organization? How did you lead your team? What did your team accomplish? What did you accomplish personally? What were, you know, challenges that you overcame? You know, those can be all parts of that kind of thing. And they, they really begin to show you as a person and what you bring to the table, not just a regurgitation of, I sat at a desk and this is what I did. I filed papers all day long. And that's the really important piece of that, I think, on LinkedIn. I love that LinkedIn is evolving and allowing you to add more media. And I think that's something that they're going to continue to do. The other thing that I tell people is, is not to be afraid to network. You know, some of the best connections that you can make will be online as far as career advancement. You don't have to meet them in person. Meet them in these groups get to know each other, share value content, and you'll be surprised at the opportunities that come your way that way. So we, our time with you is uh, coming to an end. So we need to wrap this it went up. by so fast. Yeah. Well, when you have a great topic, like we have, <laughs> I today, know. It, just, it just flies by. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, learn more about you or your services or any of that nature, what's the best way that somebody can reach out to you? I'm on all the platforms, all the social media platforms, Chelly Phillips. And then you can also go to my website, chellyphillips.com. All right. And whenever Zach and I have a, a guest on the show, we always wrap up with the same same question for all of our guests. And so you, you won't be any different. <laughs> so that question is, what do the words generate your value mean to you? So I think generate your value is, you know, me being intentional about what I'm leaving behind. So, you know, are the things that I'm doing, leaving the next generation, my group of friends, my group of coworkers, my group of clients, am I leaving them in a better place than they were when I first met them? And being able to be that, that resource, you know, whether it's personal or whether it's career, whatever it is that I'm being intentional about fostering those relationships and helping other people reach their potential just the way that someone else has helped me reach mine. Awesome. There's no right or wrong answers, but that was um, a really good one. I like to left behind. I don't know that I've ever thought about, about it in that way, but uh, it was, that's a that legacy piece. Yeah, that legacy piece. Yeah, I think that thinks that's that's probably the most important to me is like I look back on life about all the people that have impacted me. You know, I wouldn't be where I am today without each of their touch. And and I hope that somebody along the way says I made a difference in theirs too. So mm-hmm. I think that's that value piece that we all yeah. have that right. we're adding. Beautiful. Well, Shelly, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend with us. And I believe you generated a lot of value for us and our listeners. So this has been awesome. Would love to connect further personally. But with that being said, to our listeners, thank you as well for spending time with us today. 
And uh, we pray that this generated a ton of value for you as we do with every episode. And if it did, or you know somebody that would really touch, you know, give us a like, give us a share. And as always, join us on this journey as we continue to just amplify generating value um, by hitting that subscribe button, follow us on this journey together. And um, Andy, anything else for anybody? No, I just think this is such an important topic. And like I said in my earlier comments, it's overlooked, it's undervalued, and, it, and it's something that needs to be it's sort of at the forefront of your, of your mind, so to speak, on every day about your interactions, your behaviors, your leadership, and so forth, and what kind of impact they make on people. So that's one of the reasons why I just can always talk about this. It's always a topic I always love talking about because the impact is just so huge. Uh, from that perspective. But once again, we greatly appreciate you taking your time out of your day to join us on this episode with Shelly. And and we hope you got a lot of nuggets out of it. And with that being said, we'll be back next Tuesday with an exciting guest on the show. We hope you'll join us. And in the meantime, have a great day, have a great week and take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world. Mm -hmm.